Harvey Smith, author of The Process. Thank you for joining me today for a new message in my series of The Process. If you've missed any of the acronyms or messages in this series or the prior series, which was The Foundation, The Perfect Storm, Where Do We Go From Here, Why Not Me, and Procrastination and Thief of Time, they can be heard on several streaming outlets, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and others. Please search for Mark Smith, The Process, to revisit and or listen to those messages. This year, 2022, is really a very important year in our future and the future of our families. Some may ask, why or how do you know this, Mark? Because it is the time that the creation and the solidification of our legacy has never, ever been more important. That is why I know that all that all we do should help enhance legacy changing actions in 2022. Let me walk uh, backwards with you for a quick moment and remind everyone of what I termed as my global mission. I'm going to give you a second to grab something to write with. Go get it. Here it is. In my life, I've learned not only who I am, but what I am. This allows me to understand the why in my process and to accept the blessings received to say, if I only knew then what I know now. One thing that we all must agree on is that each day of our life, it has the propensity to test our resolve and test our intestinal fortitude. Wouldn't you agree? But what becomes a necessity is the applications of the lessons we've learned over this journey called this amazing journey called life. It becomes paramount in our growth process. We have a clear understanding of not only who we're called to be, but what avenues that we what we must take to get there. And as we continue to make those necessary changes, time allows us to gain the vision needed to execute in every area of our life. Once again, I encourage you to go back and visit those prior messages in this series for additional details on the acronyms I just mentioned. Every year around mid-March becomes magical. I always get together with friends, usually at my home, and get engulfed in NCAA basketball. That, that's that basketball tournament, better, better yet termed as March Madness. In the past, I would always take a couple of vacation or personal days the first Thursday and Friday that the tournament would begin. Everyone would bring food over, uh, chicken, wings, pizza, subs, you know, the typical snacks that go along with watching sporting events. While the interactions and sometimes the people who attended each year was always different, the memory of one of those years always comes to mind, especially when I think about this time of year. March Madness. See, there was a specific time that's, that um, started out just like others. People started arriving on or around 1 p.m. on that Thursday, and some continued to come and go all evening long. I would say at one point, I had about 15 friends or friends of a friend all laughing, eating, and watching every game that was on. What set this one day apart from the others thus far was that it turned into a real life intervention, one that I had to take control of to ensure three good friends, Curtis, William, 
and Stephen had the tools to ensure that they understand how important their impact is to the world. Understand, utilizing daily devotions that energizes respect and self-worth through life's adverse nets daily. Let's understand. I hope you have your tennis shoes laced up. This is this game is going to go down to the final shot. It's tip-off time. Let's get into the first half. I'm gonna start with the U and the and the N and the D. Utilizing daily devotions. Throughout each of our lives, at some point, we create a standard. Or a routine with some things we generally do automatically. Simple things like driving to work. Or putting the right shoe on, on first <laughs> almost all the time. My wife and I kiss three times every night before she lays on my chest. Then she goes to sleep. That's before I turn over on my stomach. So patterns are something that we all develop at some point in life. I don't recall exactly how the topic of routines came up. But Curtis interjected in the conversation and stated that he still hasn't created any routines in his life because he feels they were senseless. <laughs> each, each of us looked at him like he was an alien. You know, I thought of something that I, I read once about daily routines that said the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. Now, normally I would have dug into this conversation early to know more about what Curtis does not uh, or what he does to remain motivated. But I decided to wait for a moment just to see how this conversation was going to unfold or, gonna, or how it was going to shape up. With firsthand knowledge, I know it's very hard to stay motivated daily, especially in a world that portrays so much, so much negativity. But I believe that everyone would agree that if, if we watch the news, most of the information that is shared has the propensity to be negative, most often than not. So after waiting a while, I felt inclined to ask him how he views the world that we live in today. A couple of close friends smiled <laughs> as they knew or had an idea where I was going to go with that question. Now, As Curtis looked at me perplexed, I said, let me ask the question in another way. If we were all charged to impact the lives of those that we meet for the better. What is what vehicle do you use to ensure that you're doing that daily? <laughs> with a blank stare on his face, I thought it might be a good time to bail my friend out with sharing what I do. I mentioned how powerful utilizing daily devotions are in my life. Since I have accepted the fact that I control what? The thoughts I think and the actions I take. It's important to get my mind in the right place when starting the day. What came next from him <laughs> took everyone else's attention off the basketball games and focused directly on this conversation. Curtis said, I don't really believe that utilizing daily devotions benefits one life one way or another. Whatever will be will be, and we just need to be ready and do the best with the day that we can. Knowing me, as you can imagine, I had to respectively disagree and call off the dogs, the other guys who were there, or call on, on my friend. It was getting ready to get pretty ugly. But that was a time I had to ask him, did he really think that um, that was a true assessment of why not so favorable 
things happen in our lives periodically. This was also the time I saw this as a great opportunity to share a daily devotional that I read a few days prior. It said, God has a purpose behind every problem. He uses circumstances to develop our character. In fact, he depends more on those circumstances to realize that we are growing stronger. Let me repeat that. God has a purpose behind every problem. He uses circumstances to develop our character. In fact, he depends more on those circumstances to realize that we can that we are growing stronger. I found that utilizing daily devotions like this one has answered so many of the whys that I've experienced in life. Perhaps that devotion triggers something inside of him because he asked for a copy of the daily devotional book that Tasha and I read from daily. Well, with Curtis now seemingly open to another way of thinking, I was poised for a timeout to get ready for what was going on with our other friend of a friend named William. Let's move to the next part. Energizes respect and self-worth. As you could uh, imagine, the conversation that uh, I, along with others, had with Curtis got very intense from time to time. See, you encompass these moments of enlightenment and great basketball games. (laughs) It was going to be set up to be a monumental day. While Curtis was spending time reading and taking pictures of the motivational uh, devotionals in the book, William approached me and asked if we could talk for a minute. Now, William is a good friend of Greg's um, that I've met a couple times at events that I've attended. So any friend of Greg is a friend of mine. I told him to step in the gym so we can have a conversation. And as you could imagine, it was a bit loud around the television. He told me that he did not, or or, excuse me, he did understand the value in preparing the mind for the day. But how do I personally energize respect and self-worth? But more importantly, how do I maintain it? Man, that really opened the vault of wisdom that I've been blessed to have attained throughout the trials that I've experienced in life. Inside the gym, our gym, Like most others, we have a few mirrors on the wall. I asked William to stand up and walk over to the biggest mirror and tell me who he sees when he looks in it. He was quite honest when he replied, I'm not sure who I see. See, there lies our mystery, our challenge, and opportunity for embracing the visions of who we see. On many occasions, I've chronicled about doing an exercise in which I asked many people what's the most valuable piece of furniture in their home. I've been told the television, the bed, the dresser, couch, all things that have alternatives that can be used to supplement them. But the mirror, the mirror holds the key that allows us to energize respect and self-worth. See, I've adapted the practice of talking to myself in the mirror at least once a day. He looked at me bewildered and asked, why would you do that? With a smile, I turned and replied, if I don't, I might otherwise miss meeting an excellent person in the world. Mm. 
It is often a difficult feeling good about what you see in the glass, but it was important for William to embrace that he is the catalyst of changing what he sees. I reminded him that, that it is not as easy to retrain my mind from the mess that I've allowed my life to become. But it was paramount to know that if he was going to search for that one person that will change his life, that one person who will keep him filled with, with respect and self-worth. Once again, I tasked him to turn back around and look in the mirror. See, life is not easy for any of us. But what of that? We must have the perseverance above all and confidence in ourselves. Understanding and maintaining our self-worth is to believe that we are gifted for something and that we are always striving to attain our place every single day. I told William that how I remained energized day in and day out, and as we finished that conversation, I could hear the halftime buzzer on the TV and felt the second half of this function was going to be quite entertaining. Second half tip-off, game tie. And let's talk about the last segment of this. Through life's adverse nets daily. And understand. With the mood seeming festive and upsets in the tournament on the horizons today, I began to think about how much more gatherings like this um like this one specifically, mean more to helping us all connect and truly get to know ourselves and each other. As most of the games begin to start the second half in the tournament, I observed a great friend of mine, Stephen, who wasn't in his normal festive, wasn't his normal festive self. He was one of my senior friends. Now, not in age, but in length of time since, uh, since I've lived and relocated to the East Coast. We met coincidentally at a gym that I was going to about 10 years ago, but we remained close ever since. Knowing he's always in a very positive mood, I went over by where he was sitting and asked, Hey, are you all right? I could see concern, a level of stress all over his face. And as a good friend, it's my responsibility to find somewhere where I could see what was really going on with him today. We decided to uh, take a walk upstairs, or we'd have some, some time uh, that, to really talk quietly. Stephen looked at me and told me that he recently um, received two pieces of news a few days earlier that had him struggling. First was his position with the Fortune 500 company he had worked for was being eliminated in two short weeks. The second and most important item he was dealing with was he just received notice that he has prostate cancer. One of the things that all of us um, listening to this message know, when things sometimes seem to be going great, we are blindsided with adversity and are tasked to navigate through life's adverse nets daily. Having a direct knowledge of the reasons of his concern he was experiencing, I thought of what I could say to keep him lifted and help him see past this turbulent time. After pausing, I proclaimed that he was built to endure this fight. Speaking from experience, I know that you can develop courage not by being happy every single day. We develop it by surviving difficult times and challenging adversity. But then it hit me. The words from my past, present, and future that I know he needed to hear. I reminded him that 
through life's adverse nets daily. I want to him to remember that it's reacting to adversity, not adversity itself, that determines how our life story will be developed. To understand the power we have internally, it becomes paramount. It's often from time to time, and it's a challenge in these types of situations. So since we are good friends, I felt compelled to remind him of something that he said to me many, many years ago. Once the storm is over, you won't remember how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure whether the storm is over. But one thing is for certain. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person that walked in. That's when you begin to understand and utilize daily devotions that energize respect and self-worth through life's adverse nets daily. That day, you have what it takes to win in all areas of your life. I've always believed that there are no hopeless situations. People lose hope in their situation. Let me close with a simple short story. More than a decade ago, a man was reading his morning newspaper. To his surprise and horror, he read his name in the obituary column. The newspapers had mistakenly reported the death of the wrong person for sure. He was shocked to read the news headline about his death. When he regained his composure, he read it, read it to find out what people had said about him. The obituary included sentences like, Dynamite King dies, and he was the merchant of death. The man was the inventor of dynamite, and when, when he read the words, merchant of death, he asked himself a question. Is this how I'm going to be remembered? He decided that this was not the way he wanted to be remembered and decided to change. From that day on, he started working towards world peace. His name was Alfred Nobel. And he's remembered today by being awarded the great Nobel Peace Prize, the greatest of all prizes. The Nobel Peace Prize has been honoring men and women from all corners of the globe for outstanding achievements in physics chemistry, medicine, literature, and for the work of peace since 1901. The foundations for this prize were laid in 1895 after Alfred Nobel wrote his last will, leaving much of his wealth to the establishment of the Nobel Peace Prize. What am I saying? It's never too late to start over. It's never too late to learn. And every day gives us an opportunity to make the changes mentally that are needed to understand what is required to be our best. Well, as the evening came to its conclusion, we saw some amazing basketball games. Some of the teams advanced to the second round, and like in life, some came up short for the moment, with the knowledge of knowing what they must do to return next season. The same can be said for my three friends, Curtis, William, and Steven. Each came to watch the tournament games, but left with playbooks that will help them win where it counts the most in their heart and soul. Let me ask you, are you starting to see this global mission statement that I've said is so unique and life changing? Let me repeat it for you one more time. In my life, I've learned not only who I am, but what I am. This allows me to understand the why in my process 
and to accept the blessings received to say, if I only knew then, what I know now. Think of the likelihood of a group of men getting together to watch the NCAA basketball tournament. Seems common, wouldn't you agree? Getting together to accelerate the excitement and hard work these young men on television are exhibiting for their respective schools. But also, look at the semblances this brings to each one of us. In basketball, in life, a team is needed for all of us to best to be the best that we can. There are there are days on and off the court that we aren't our, at our best, and we need to reach out for avenues that will get us refocused. These are the exact moments when the ability to understand, utilizing daily devotions to energize respect and self-worth through life's adverse nets daily. Give us the wisdom again to say, if I only knew then what I know now. Who is it? Who is it in your life that needs to hear this? Part of growing is also taking a self-reflection every day, your mirror. To figure out how it is applicable in your in our own lives, seems so simple to know to know our de- our daily devotions, our mirror, and our friends are part of the tools that remind us of that adversity is in, is a part of life, but it also keeps our life in perspective to understand something I've always said, and that's your why is greater than your situation, which is part of your process. To my wife Tasha, to my mom, Mama Sarah. I love each of you very, very much, and thank you again for your support. To our children and grandchildren, Poppy and Oma, I love you, and we'll see you soon. I want you to take this time to reflect on the power and the resolve of saying, if I only knew then, what I know now. Where does it start? (laughs) For me, I had to understand, and I want you to understand, that change begins and ends within to ensure that we embark on actions that remain concurrent with legacy changing actions in 2022. God bless you, and I will speak with you soon.